You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit. One podcast at a time with your host, Alicia McCormack. Welcome to episode 362. This is why I don't sing, I just talk to you. I made that up just then. That's what you get when you're this far into a podcast. I'm Alicia, a bad singer. No, don't be down on yourself, girl. A reasonably competent singer. Even that's too much. I can sometimes hold a tune. I'm Alicia, the host of the Bride Chiller podcast. This is one of my favorite episodes, just in general, really. It's a Q&A day where you write to me, reasonably sane person, and ask me questions about your wedding planning, your wedding day, your family, your friends. Just shoot the shit, really. And I give you my opinion. Now, I'm not saying it's right. It's an opinion. And you can choose to listen to it or not. (laughs) It's going to be one of those days. I'm thinking we should start with an email. I'm getting straight in. Look at that. No time wasting today because you are very good at sending me stuff. And I have a lot in the back catalogue that I really need to cover. And I feel bad that I haven't. Hi, Alicia. This is from Morgan. I don't know why I paused then. It's from Morgan. Hi, Alicia. I'm a bride to be a bride chiller and have been binging your podcast over the past couple of weeks. And I love it. Oh, thank you. That was a weird noise. Every episode is well thought out and cleverly delivered, so thank you. Oh, thank you, Morgan, because sometimes I don't know what the fuck I'm doing and I just keep going because you make it, you fake it till you make it. Sorry to interrupt you, Morgan, in your question because I know it's coming and it's good. Uh, But someone said to me the other day, do you spend a lot of time editing your podcast? Do you worry about the ums and ahs and the weird breathing noises? Not that they were suggesting I do a lot of weird breathing noises, but I'm like, no, I like to keep it authentico. Apologies. Morgan continues uh, by saying, I am a strong, independent woman who hates asking for funds. However, this wedding thing is expensive, especially for our Saturday date, which is the 10th of the 10th, 2020. My dad's birthday. That's not her dad, my dad, Dave. Your episodes about money language and Q&As about parental involvement really helped me ask my dad for some help. I simply said that if he wanted to donate his money in just a lump sum or wanted to know exactly where his money was going, that would be good too, and that he didn't need to make a decision right then. But of course, we would truly appreciate any donation, big or small. He agreed to help, and I feel so much less stressed about his part in the wedding. In fact, he approves of our wedding, and he didn't make me feel small or ashamed. It went more smoothly than I ever could have imagined. Thank you so much and happy days, Morgan. Morgan, I love hearing updates. I love hearing how the podcast has helped couples, individuals get through a certain problem and money can suck. It can suck about talking about it. It can suck not having enough. It can suck figuring out where to distribute it. So if you can figure out a way to communicate and it takes the load off and it takes that pressure. Oh my gosh, it just feels so good. So I'm stoked that your dad really appreciated the the, the honesty and the openness. And I know it can be orcs, but sometimes, and this is not just about cash, sometimes just pulling off the band-aid, the plaster, as they'd say in the United Kingdom, really ripping it off and just going, fuck it, I'm just going to talk about it. I just want to get it out there, be calm, 
Hi, Dad. Um, got this thing that's me being out an actor. Hi, Dad. I don't think that's how Morgan sounds. But the idea that you approach someone and just get it off your chest and get it out there, the relief can be palpable. So well done you, Morgan, for taking that step and then figuring it out, solving the problem, relieving that stress, and you don't have to think about it anymore. Bravo. Very bright chiller. Changing gears slightly, this is also about parents. Uh, This email came from the lovely bride chiller, Chelsea, and she says, Alicia, I'm wondering if you or any other bride chillers or groom chillers have some advice for a bride with a mum with substance abuse problems. This is why I fucking love this. Sorry, Chelsea, just like this community, because these are real issues that a lot of us face or we know people that are facing And there aren't many other wedding-related things that actually talk about real shit that actually causes genuine drama and stress in our lives rather than just going, hey, my mum doesn't like the dress that she's going to be in. Which, you know, probably could be a genuine stress for some people, but these are real issues. A big pat on the back for our honesty and awesome community. Um, Chelsea goes on. She says, Growing up, we had a very toxic relationship as she's an alcoholic. It was constant drama and fighting until I was 23. She ended up getting very sick and was in and out of hospital for four years and not drinking during that time, although it's been hard for me to get close to her because of our past. I was just starting to try and mend our relationship and forgive the past years. She has just started taking clonopin or clonopin. I've said that wrong, and might as well be drunk again as she's abusing it. She demands she will go dress shopping with me and that she'll be there on the morning of the wedding, all that mother-daughter stuff. I don't really feel like she's earned the right, but she's dramatic and narcissistic and I know will ruin my day or make it all about her if I don't invite her to these things. I am at a loss as I just want to focus on marrying the love of my life and not her drama on my mind. But this seems to be no way to avoid this. I just wish I could have a mum that I'm proud of and be the light during this wonderful time. But that doesn't seem to be my reality. Thank you so much, Chelsea. Now, Chelsea, firstly, thank you for your honesty and sharing this with me and letting me share this with our audience and our community because I, as I said, I rudely interrupted your email with my own things, that this community is so supportive and what makes our audience and our our, our ideology a little bit different is that obviously it's very open and I think we all can acknowledge that no one's life is perfect because it fucking doesn't exist but also that we bounce ideas off each other and we want to be able to share what really is going on in our lives and not just jazzing it up and well not sharing because I think sharing really helps now this is a really tricky one and again like I always say disclosure is I'm just a person I'm not a trained person. I don't have any skills in psychology, but I've been to the school of life. And I think this might be something that as an extension of your advice that you're asking from me and our community, that maybe it would be good for you to go and speak to a counsellor or a third party and talk through some of these feelings that you're having because I can imagine the highs and lows of having a parent that lets you down. And I've been in that situation. My mum was not a super great 
uh, well, she wasn't she wasn't a bad person, but she wasn't someone that's necessarily been a super support in my life. She came and went, and just wasn't a really a constant. That's the best way to say it. Um, she had different issues to your mum, but I think from the perspective of saying I never I've never had a, a solid mum figure in my life, and that's always been a a disappointment to me, but I've got other strong women. My aunt, uh, my auntie Anne, is a hupus, a, a hupus. She's a hupus support in my life, and I'm very grateful for that. But to put my story, just not to bring it back to me again, Chelsea, I think that might be a good avenue, and you might have already done that. But I think it would be good for you just to get it out, talk to someone else, and really, you need to make the decision about what you involve your mum in, and, and maybe it's just opening the door slightly to let her in and have a little bit of involvement but not take over like you said the last thing you want to be doing is going to these events that are supposed to be fun and relaxing and you're worried about someone else's behavior let let alone your mum's behavior you mentioned that you don't think she deserves to be a part of of this or deserves to have the chance to potentially ruin it for you or, 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 or dent the experience in a negative way and maybe you could turn that and say yeah, she de- maybe she needs to earn it. Maybe it is about saying to her, Mum, you know, we've been through ups and downs. I really want to share this with you. I don't want you to miss out, but maybe we can take some baby steps. I need you to prove that this can be a harmonious, calm experience for us both. I want this to be memorable for the right reason. Maybe this will require some production management from you. And when I say production management, I mean maybe you need to organize some smaller dress fittings. Maybe you go along and have a dress fitting with your core crew and then you come along and take mum on your own and you have that moment. Just ease her into it a little bit. And therefore, if you separate, I don't mean separate her from the group, but have these small experiences together, she gets to have that moment, but also you're not putting yourself in a position where you'll be let down. That's my advice. I really, I feel, I empathize with you, Chelsea, and I know our listeners and our community will be feeling the same way. We've all got someone in our lives that I think, I'm sure, that we know personally or someone through family and friends that lets people down and you want to sort of fix them, but we can't. It's their thing to fix and all we can do is support them and hopefully they get the love and support to find their way through it and to get better. Just remember this day is about you and your love and celebrating and you need to make the right decisions, take the right steps. This is everyone listening to make that happen. So I hope that's helpful, Chelsea. Thank you for sharing and anyone that's going through similar situations. You know, there's a lot of discussions in the Bride Chiller community, our Facebook group, um, where these topics come up and just really honest, genuine discussions where I read and I'm like, fuck, this is amazing that we're at this level where we share and the advice that comes back. And then also other people going, yeah, I'm in the same situation or I've been let down or I have a, a family member who is an addict or someone who's going through mental health issues that other people don't seem to understand, but they have these discussions and I'm so proud that the community exists and also that we've got rad people in it that are open and supportive. If you're not a member of the Facebook group, simply go to Bradchilla Community. But it doesn't make any sense. Just search for Bradchilla Community in Facebook and uh, you can join. Remember the third question. You've got to answer all three questions. We had like 500 new requests last week. I'm getting all luxury now. We had 500 new requests and 300 of them haven't answered any of the questions. And you could just be fucking trolley spam bots. And I haven't got time for that shit. So answer the three questions. The first, like, are you getting married? Yes. Or if you're not, 
Tell me why. If you're a wedding vendor, just say you're not going to be spamming in gross. The second one is, do you believe in equality? Will you use positive LGBTQ-friendly terminology? Yes, of course you will, because you're not a dick. And the third one is, what does Alicia say at the end of each show? Happy days, for the love of God. Join the group. It's fabulous. Now to a voicemail. Hi, Alicia. This is Kate calling from D.C., Uh, I just wanted to first say, like everyone else who does when they leave a voicemail, that I absolutely adore you and the podcast and having an hour-long commute to and from work every day has made me just fall in love with you and it makes it fly by. And I, having the podcast give me kind of permission to buck tradition and go against expectations and throw things in the fuck it bucket has been very freeing um, and, and very good. So I got engaged in May, and um, I'm very excited about my wedding coming up in October, but I also feel sort of icky about it, and I'll explain what I mean. Um, So I might be the only bride chilla feeling this way. I don't know, which is why I'm calling. But I, before I got engaged, um, I got engaged when I was 29. Um, And so the first maybe 28 years of my life, I was single and living in big cities like New York, Chicago, DC, traveling the world, um, getting promotions at work. I got two master's degrees. And yet, since I got engaged, it almost seems like none of that really matters um, or mattered. And I just feel sort of uncomfortable with all of this attention that I'm getting from family and friends in terms of, um, you know, quote unquote, now you've made it and you are now a grown up and you did it and you're you know you finally become the person that you're meant to be just because i was lucky enough to one day have a friend introduce me to a mutual friend at a bar and we ended up liking each other and getting being lucky enough to find someone who can put up with our shit and live with each other and so i just it's all luck and i feel very lucky and i love my fiance and i'm excited to marry him, but I just feel kind of uncomfortable with all of the, I guess, old-fashioned attention and gifts and parties and all of these things that people are doing just because I got lucky enough to meet someone, whereas the work that I put in for the first decade of my adulthood, getting, you know, master's degrees and work and things like that, felt like I worked a lot harder for those things, and I didn't get really any praise or attention or parties or gifts for them, so... It just feels sort of strange, and I'm not sure how to balance the excitement of wedding planning with, you know, wanting to be this modern, feminist, independent person. So, um, I guess that's my question. I don't know how many other people are feeling this way. Maybe I'm the only one, but I would love any advice that you or other bride chillas have in being this independent person, but still kind of getting excited about the tradition of marriage and having a wedding and this party. So um, I would appreciate any feedback you have. I'm going to go finish my commute listening to the rest of your most recent podcast episode, the Q&A one, which inspired me to call in today and ask these questions. Um, And I hope that you get back to me soon and have a good day. Thanks. Well, Kate, I want to say thank you for a freaking amazing voice message. And I was punching the sky with all your successes. Can I just say congratulations on your achievements? Outside of wedding planning and all that other shit, look at all your career goals, the things that you've achieved. Shit, it's great. And we should be celebrating that more. And it is a weird 
imbalance that we all come across as professional people, both men and women, when it comes to the stuff that society celebrates versus, like you said, you finish academic studies that are fucking hard and take a lot of money and time and stress and everyone's like yeah good on you well done and then you get engaged and like oh my god this is so amazing I'm so happy for you and you're like okay settle down this is great and as you said amazing that you've met another fellow weirdo and you dig each other and you want to live together and love to live together and love together it's like a lifetime movie but the idea that we do all this other stuff in our lives and everyone is just sort of indifferent about it. Quite strange. I'm really grateful that you've acknowledged that because I also think it's berserko. Not to go down the feminist pathway too much. Well, fuck it. I can if I want and I will. But to say that it comes back to this idea, I think, that we have this whole thing built up that you know the wedding day should be the best day of your life and you should be the most beautiful you've ever looked and you'll never look that beautiful again and you wear the beautiful dress and then there's a man that wants to marry you or woman but I'm being patriarchal now because it's just I'm being cliche and then you find someone that says yes and then you'll make their babies and then you'll live happily ever after and you won't speak another word you won't utter another word and if you go back to work Forget it. You won't go back to work. You'll keep reproducing his spawn. And that's it for you. And that's your life. Thank you for listening to my TED Talk. I'm Alicia McCormack slash Maddock. And uh, that's where I'll leave you today. No, I feel like that's part of what was and maybe still is in some people's lives. That that's our prime achievement and that's what we should be celebrating when you are totally right it feels weird to ignore all the other stuff that we're working fucking hard for and you bet your bottom dollar there are 99% of people listening going yes I agree or if you don't agree leave a voice message and tell me about it and I suppose Kate just to finish up you asked for my advice about what you think uh, you should be doing and I just really want to say that wedding planning also is set up that we should all be having a wonderful time and thinking about it 24 hours a day and everything should be great and it should take over our lives and I'm just sort of not of that belief I'm not saying if you love this the project of it and you like getting in and going through all the details and it's really important to you obviously that's totally cool but there's a lot of people listening who are like I just want to get this shit locked in I want to move on I've got a lot of other stuff going on in my life I want to move on with my life and this isn't the actual doing the actual planning isn't as significant and as important to me as it might be to other people and that does not mean the event isn't important it just means you're efficient you want to get stuff done you want to make decisions you want to move on and I deeply deeply respect people who juggle careers and all the other shit that we've got going on in life and plan weddings and deal with family stuff and, you know, all the usual things. We're all very busy. And I love, Kate, that you acknowledge that you want to think about marriage. You want to think about what comes after the wedding as well. And that's so important and something I think we all need to step back and consider a lot more often, especially when getting into tears about minor aesthetic details of a party. Kate, you're a fucking legend. Thank you for leaving the voice message. And I hope you're in the Facebook community because this seems like a perfect topic to be posting as a post in the Facebook community also. Thank you, Kate. You're legend. 
What time's your wedding? Where do I buy you a gift? How much time will I need to be allocating to get to the venue? These are all questions that are annoying, but also questions that you can add to your very own wedding website to keep your guests informed with all the information about your wedding celebrations. Zola can help you design your very own wedding website and you don't need a computer science degree or any knowledge of HTML in the process. Zola is an amazing company who have helped over 500,000 couples already create their very own wedding website, also connecting wedding registries and creating affordable save the dates and invitations all in one place. Zola makes it super easy to personalize your favorite website design, the beautiful templates ready to go, and it's super easy to tweak and personalize them to make them fit your color scheme. And you can also put your Zola registry on the website so guests can get all of the details that they need to buy you your wedding gifts in one convenient location. And talking about registries, they have over 500 top brands from OXO and Cuisine Art to Sonos and Airbnb so you can kit out the home so you can kit out your home and also plan your honeymoon in one location. To start your free wedding website and also get $50 off your registry on Zola, all you need to do is go to Zola. That's Z O L A dot com backslash bride chiller that is fifty dollars off your registry and a free wedding website to get started all you need to do is go to zola z-o-l-a dot com backslash bride chiller to get started welcome back I never do that. Welcome back to the show. It's Alicia again, the same one that you listened to before. Katie says, hi, matey. Oh, love you, Katie. Loving all the advice on the podcast. It's definitely made me feel confident about this giant and very expensive party we're planning. Oh, love it. Forgive me if I've missed it in the back catalogue, but do you have any podcasts about how to handle a wedding when you or your partner have kids? My partner has three kids, 12, 10, and two. Yep, two. And we're also planning on throwing one of our own in the mix just for shits and giggles. So I may also be pregnant on the day. Oh, Katie, you've got a lot going on. Is there any advice on how to handle uh, weddings with little people or a bun in the oven I can go to? Cheers and thank you, Katie. Katie is an Aussie. Thank you, Katie Aussie. Listen, I listen. <laughs> listen. I don't have any episodes that are specifically about what you've asked, but let me give you a quick rundown on my thoughts and feelings about the question, not just general thoughts and feelings, because we could be here all day. I think it's great to involve cross-family kids. And when I say cross-family kids, I mean, if you have kids and your partner has kids, as you've sort of said, your partner has his children, bringing them together and involving them in the day is really lovely. I think we always should be aware that kids and long events or longer events, not always their number one interest, standing around, doing what they're told and uh, partying with adults, not always top of mind for children, not the first thing that they're requesting to take part in. So if you are planning to involve the kids in the wedding, I think it's just sensible, as I'm sure you would, to have a bit of a game plan as to you know who you can 
give them to afterwards so you can enjoy the party. Who's going to be the number one point of contact? Probably a grandparent or an auntie or uncle or someone that can look after them and make sure someone can put them to bed. I'm just telling you about parenting, which you fucking already know. I'm not a parent. How How dare I lecture you on parenting? But you did ask, so I am answering. In the Bridechiller Survival Guide, that's one of my books that I wrote myself, there is a chapter, a small sort of subchapter about being a pregnant bride chiller and also supporting pregnant maid chillers as well. And just thinking about if you are planning on being pregnant or you've got pregnant bridal party members, just thinking a little bit about pacing the day, making sure you have some comfortable footwear. It doesn't mean you have to be wearing daggy, daggy, daggy shoes, but it just means that, you know, Thinking about the practicalities of being a pregnant person and not always necessarily wanting to party as long or just having a bit of time to have some chillaxing time, plenty of liquids, making sure that whatever you're wearing is comfortable but also obviously super sassy but you've got a bit of access to movement. You don't know how your body's going to change. There's lots of things like that. So if you haven't got the survival guide, I'd say pop and have a look bridechillerstore.com and really it just comes to thinking about the ins and outs of the day where kids go who's looking after them how do they stay entertained will they have a good time are there other kids coming along to the wedding and again as a prego bride just thinking a little bit about your comfort and the enjoyment that you're going to have of the day which is obviously going to be massive thank you katie for sending me a message bridechiller kelly another email See, someone wrote to me on Facebook and said, you always ignore the emails. I never ignore anyone. I just want to say you're all very important and very special to me. But I'm just a one lady band. I'm doing my fucking best. Uh, <laughs> lovely Kelly. Hello, Alicia. I found your podcast and started from the very beginning binging episodes while at work. Gosh, well done to you. That's a lot of episodes. This is episode 362. And eventually, I will stop. That wasn't a threat. I just think, want to prepare everyone. Maybe I'll move on to other topics. I don't know. That sounded dramatic. It's not an announcement. So, says Kelly, I have a bonus dad who I'd like to include in my ceremony somehow. I was thinking of having my dad walk me down the aisle and doing my father-daughter dance with my stepdad. How do I approach my dad about this idea? I don't want to hurt his feelings and my dad is not really much of a dancer either. Now, I know Kelly has a backup question. She's got another question. So I just need to answer this one first, and then we'll move on to her second question. Kelly, it sounds like you've got a good relationship with both of your dads. And to me, the obvious answer is you have a conversation with your dad first and say, listen, dad, love, love, love you to walk me down the aisle. And I was thinking, I'm going to call you stepdad Trevor. He's probably not his name. I would say a thousand percent his name is not Trevor. But Trevor... I'd really like to involve him in the wedding too. How would you feel about him and I doing a bit of a dance? And maybe if you want to jump in and do a dance too, we could swap over halfway. And then he might go, no, I don't like, you know, I don't like dancing. You're like, oh, all right, fine. I'll just do the dance with Trevor. And then if he wants to do the dance, you could swap over. He could twirl you around and pass you on or something. So it's all about just expressing how thoughts also making it sound like it was a bit of his idea and then moving on because I think it's a lovely idea to involve both and they should both be bloody stoked to be asked second part of your question lovely Kelly is she says 
Also, how do I tell my future husband's family to keep their negative opinions to themselves? Every choice I make seems to be wrong. Or, oh no, you can't do that. Or, oh, you have to do this. If you invite this person, you have to invite this other three families you've never met before. And some of the suggestions they make are either very old-fashioned or just really tacky. Kelly, opinions is one of my favourite topics because I like to give opinions and I like to talk about opinions. Again, not to be like a fucking plug whore, but the Survival Guide has a whole chapter and I, it's one of my favourite little images in the book. We've got a, a, an image of our version of Wonder Woman, Don't Sue Us, Wonder Woman. But it's all about opinions and how to slay them, how to just deflect them, because there are so many people that think they're doing the right thing by giving you opinions, by providing you with options. And maybe they don't realise that they're really just shitting on your parade, and it's pretty disconcerting and sad. I'm unsure as to how well you get along with your future husband's family and how open you feel with telling them really how you feel and how much their opinions are hurting your feelings and frustrating you. I'm of the great belief that a power move is to shock them with your honesty and not being a dick about it by saying, listen, I listen to this great podcast called Bridechiller or I've got the Bridechiller Survival Guide. And one of the big things in Bridechiller is that the whole idea is we're planning a day that's important to us and we're following a path that is meaningful to us. And another part of being a Bridechiller is that you can throw some of these traditions and old-fashioned stuff. They might not like the fucker bucket, but you could say we could put them aside delicately. No swears if they're not into swears. And do our own thing. We don't have to follow tradition. We're a modern couple. And sometimes when you say these things, I don't know if you realize, and you might not, and I'm sure you don't realize, but sometimes when you say these things about our ideas and our plans, it can really hurt our feelings. So maybe you're not, you know, big fucking guilt trip now. Maybe you're not aware. I'm sure you don't want to hurt our feelings, but maybe you could shut the fuck up. No, don't say that. Or do, maybe. That'll fucking stop them. Guilt can often work really well, especially with people who think that they're doing the right thing, but actually they're not. And then, of course, if that doesn't work, stage two is just saying, look, we are doing it this way. We really appreciate. Remember remember my favorite saying, that's not going to work for me. That's not going to work for us. Maybe the next level up is just saying, look, thank you for your opinion and feedback. It's been noted, but that's not going to work for us. Or we're not following that tradition. That doesn't, it has no meaning for us. Thanks. Fuck off. Kelly had one little PS at the bottom, and this is a quickie. She just said, finally. <laughs> I love this. So she's, this, is a, this has been a diverse message. Finally, one last thing. Sorry for the long note. How do you go about sourcing and finding makeup and hair artists? I haven't got a clue how to find a decent one. Thank you. My top tips are finding people that have gotten married at your venue. I think Instagram is a really great resource for finding things. If people have hashtagged, if they've added vendors, you can really hone in in um, looking for weddings that have happened at your venue or your area and you can see who's tagged who in photos and it's a great way to do a bit of market research to see what the makeup looks like on other brides or or made chillers who might be getting hitched in your area. One of my favorite pieces of advice is asking photographers. They are very sure about what they like, and often they are quite honest about uh, makeup and hair that are photographed really well, good people to work with, because they'll often be 
buzzing around doing their thing when the makeup and hair artists are doing their thing as well so they can get a good sense of what people like to work with. Other vendors are so good to bounce ideas and ask for feedback about because they like to they like to include other people and recommend other people that they like to work with and that they've had successful gigs with and they want to go and work with again and they're proud of their stuff so they're not going to recommend duds to you because it's not in their best interest so they're my two I'd do a bit of insta stalking and I'd also ask some of your wedding vendors for advice and then go along and trial and test and make sure you do your due diligence by looking at their work and also just spend the bunny spend the bunny spend a bunny to go spend the money to go and have a trial and just see if you vibe with them Kelly, good luck with those three, these three very different issues. But I'm so glad that you contacted Bride Chiller and that I hopefully have helped you. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know that Q&A is very popular and people love these episodes and I'm grateful and I will be doing more of them. And uh, if you have a question, a thought, a comment that you would like to leave for me, you can leave me a voice message. You just have to simply, I'm holding my phone like you guys can see the phone. I'm holding my phone saying you can use the voice memo thing on the phone app whether you've got an Android or an iOS, and record me a voice message or go to thebridechiller.com and then just follow the contact prompts and it will take you to a website where I use this thing called SpeakPipe where you can just simply record a message and it will send it to me there. It's really very easy. Your grandmother could do it. She's a silver surfer, if you didn't already know. I love hearing from you and I love your feedback. And I also love to uh, hear where you heard about Bride Chiller. Maybe a friend told you about Bride Chiller. Maybe you've just seen one of my weird Instagram stories and you're like, I'll give that girl a go. She's strange, but I like her. Many loves, hugs and kisses from me to you. And I hope wherever you are, whatever stage of wedding planning you might be at, you're having fun and you're enjoying it and you're putting all your troubles in the fuck it bucket. Until next episode of the Bride Chiller podcast, thank you for supporting. Thank you for purchasing the guides. The Oh Shit Kits have launched. We're so excited and we're loving all your feedback about the Oh Shit Kits, our day of wedding planning kits that are filled with fucking fabulous stuff that's going to help you out of any potential bind you may come across, simply go to bridechillerstore.com and uh, bye, bye, bye. (laughs) Until next episode, I wish you all happy days. The Bride Chiller Podcast, telling chair covers to get fucked since 2014. 